This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are. And it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Politics by Faith. We are going to present to you here our latest TV special, which is about Apple Vision Pro and virtual reality and what is next. So... I'm vehemently, passionately against it. Uh, extremely so, right? Like, I'm an extremist, I'll be honest. Uh, and I accept that. We had uh, three guests on our special. And the one we're going to put here after my monologue agrees with me that this is a problem. Uh, we're going to do another podcast episode with two men who are like, it's no big deal. It'll help with jobs. Uh, and I disagree with them, but we still want to present them to you. And uh, you can decide when... Uh, Decide, to decide if you're going to put these things on your face or not. So here's our opening monologue and then our first guest. America's the greatest country in the world. Welcome to our special Politics by Faith, God versus Technology. This is the beginning of the end, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, politics are a problem, no question. But I get this sense that the circus of politics is going on over here and we can focus on it for a while and they're like, that's good. But meanwhile, over here, we have the downfall of society. And I kind of think we need to fix this, like the downfall part, if we ever want to make any sort of a dent over there in the politics part. So what is this thing over here? Well, that's the battle for reality. What is real? We have a tough time questioning these, answering these simple questions these days. What is a woman? What is truth? The left says there's no such thing. And now there's a new technology out there that makes this all the more confusing. Apple Vision Pro. What is the big deal about Apple Vision Pro? Now here's an interesting first point. Uh, a lot of people, I, I brought this up a lot on my radio show, and I've got a couple emails. People are like, so I don't even hear anyone talking about this. Like, why are you talking about it? Who cares? What's the big deal? Now, why are you doing a whole TV special on these things? What's the problem? Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. We are at this very beginning phase of Apple Vision Pro. This is the Today Show back in 1994. Back now at 56 past, I wasn't prepared to translate that as I was doing that little tease. Oh, that's that right. little mark with the A and then the ring around it. At? See, that's what I said. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie said she thought it was about. Yeah. Oh. 
but I'd never heard it. I'd never heard it said. I'd always seen the mark, but never heard it said. And then it sounded stupid when I said it. Violence at NBC. <laughs> yeah, I heard around big or about in the lunchroom the See, week. <laughs> there it is. Violence at NBC, GE com. I mean, well, what Allison it? should know. What, what do you is say internet about anyway? Internet is uh, that massive computer right. network, mm-hmm. the one that's becoming really big now. What do you mean? That's big. How does one? What do you write to it like mail? No, a lot of people use it and communicate. I guess they can communicate with NBC writers and producers. Allison. Great. So that's where we are right now with Apple Vision Pro. We're like, what is augmented reality? <laughs> Apple Vision Pro is Apple's first go at virtual and, and augmented reality headsets. So you put these headsets on and it looks like you're watching a hundred foot IMAX video screen and it'll teleport you anywhere, not physically, but you'll feel like it. It'll really trick your brain into thinking you're there, right? If you, in virtual reality, if, it, if, if you're walking off a cliff, or near the edge of a cliff, your body will have a physical reaction as if you're actually walking to the edge of a cliff, even though you're just in your living room and you know you're in your living room, but all of a sudden it's like you're walking off the edge of the Grand Canyon. People who have worn these virtual reality goggles, the uh, Apple version, they say it is, it's, it's not even close. It's the greatest technology they've ever experienced in their entire life. There's nothing like it. You've never experienced a technological leap in your life like this before. Vanity Fair, uh, they did a great article on on these headsets, uh, I think that it covers, it says uh, like Moonshot, I think is the cover. Um, they said this Apple Vision Pro is as far from a virtual reality headset as a kid's Schwinn bicycle is from a Gulfstream G800 private jet. <laughs> right? Like they, they, this is totally different than any even pretend version of, of uh, virtual reality that we've had at this point. And this is just the very beginning of it. And that's my concern. Look how addicted we already are to our phones. Now imagine these Apple Vision Pro, and because I know you laugh at these, but, oh, you're like, Slater, they're big and bulky and heavy and I'll never wear them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just the first go at it, right? They will only become smaller and lighter, just like everything that you've seen technology-wise in your life. And they'll only become more affordable. And pretty soon they'll just be like regular glasses and we'll all be living in the metaverse and not in real life. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, all right, Slater, what's the problem? Let me give you one example. (laughs) Just one. Now, this one, this is not a real thing yet, but it will be, like, very, very soon. Uh, So, guys, we have the video of a girl. In this case, it's a girl wearing them, looking at her boyfriend. And she can swipe faces to different celebrity faces. Now he looks like Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Now, most likely this will be used by the guy switching out his girlfriend's face, but whatever, you get it. And here's what's tricky about it. I'll show something like this, and people will say, yes, Larry, that sounds awesome. My wife can look like Scarlett Johansson, and she can see me as Brad Pitt, and it makes both of us happy, so what's the problem? What do you care? Get off your high horse. I don't, I don't know how to best answer that, to be honest. 
If your greatest goal is to maximize happiness, then sure, I guess this is great for you. Your girlfriend can look like Taylor Swift. But if you have a value system that prioritizes reality, then this is without question the most destructive thing that's ever been invented. Because that's never been possible before. I mean, like beer goggles were the clothes. That app should actually be called beer goggles. This app right here, this is the beer goggles app. Everyone's beautiful. Another issue, kind of, is that it makes everything else seem ancient, right? So this Vanity Fair writer, after trying on uh, the Apple goggles for Apple Vision Pro for a while, then went to a coffee shop and opened up his laptop, and he said it felt like a relic from a Soviet Union power plant. <laughs> uh, that's one concern. I guess my bigger concern is that you'll be so, so bombarded, so inundated with hyper-realistic sensations that nothing will be good anymore like like walking through the woods the real woods and seeing a real bird won't do it for you anymore because in the metaverse you can uh, it's like hypersensorial and it'll get to the point where we just can't live without these things and all of our society will be built around them and we'll just be massively addicted like we already are with our phones but this will be a million times worse there was one silicon valley tech investor he said i'm, I'm sure this technology is terrific I still think and hope it fails. <laughs> he said, Apple feels more and more like a tech fentanyl dealer that poses as a rehab provider. That's it. But remember, all these tech guys, they don't let their kids use iPads. Steve Jobs didn't let his own kids use the iPad. We already know that we're slaves to our phones and we already know the effect of social media. We've seen this movie before. We know how it ends. <laughs> I feel like we finally decided that these phones are really unhealthy for us. And then we're like, well, let's just strap them in front of our face. <laughs> We'll be fine. At least we'll have, we'll have both of our hands out. So we'll go from this walking down the street to, to this. And like that's like a huge improvement. And we're just, we're, we're like flies to anything new and shiny. That's it. That's our, that's like our great priority. Like convenience and novelty. That's what we, those are our values in America. Convenience and novelty. And Apple's those things, this Apple Vision Pro is no question. But as Shakespeare said, all that glitters is not gold. That was Shakespeare and Smash Mouth. All that glitters is not gold. It looks all nice, nice and shiny, but in reality, we're all gonna look like this. Look at these guys eating lunch together. Like, and the reality is like, we're not that, right now we're not that far from this. They look a little bit more ridiculous, but if you go back, like if you took someone from like the 50s, and showed them videos of us with our phones eating lunch with people, they'd think we look just like that. You know, everyone knows you should look someone else in the eyes when they're talking to you, but now we don't even have eyes to look into. And I believe this technology is gonna be crippling to kids as well. They'll never connect anything real. Just literally last week, my kids and I, we made a bigger push to look each other in the eye, make eye contact when you're talking to them. You live in the metaverse, you'll never have to look another human being in the eye again. Listen, of course there are some good things. There's some good uses like all technology has, but everything has a cost. I just want us to focus on the cost. I don't think we're not, we don't analyze at all. We just like, oh, it's new, let's do it. Thomas Jefferson talked about how horses were bad because now people don't have to walk anymore. Check out this quote. He said, walking is, uh, I think it was a letter to his uh, nephew. He said, walking is the best possible exercise. Habituate yourself to walk very far. The Europeans value themselves on having subdued the horse to the uses of man. But I doubt whether we have not lost more than we have gained by the use of the animal. No one has occasioned so much the degeneracy of the human body. 
An Indian goes on foot nearly as far in a day for a long journey as an enfeebled white man does on his horse, and he will tire the best horses. So it's like, what, Thomas, you don't want people to walk? And he's like, or you don't want people to use a horse? And he's like, yeah, well, there's a cost. There's a cost to everything. And he's right. I look forward to bringing that quote up with our guests to see how they'd answer that. Let me leave you with one more thing before we get to those guests. This is the latest. This is uh, the latest from OpenAI. It's called text-to-video. They call it Sora. So all you do is you type in a prompt and it makes video. So this is the prompt, historical footage of California during the gold rush. And AI just made that up. That's not real. That's a fake video. Just and made by text. Someone just typed in a sentence. All right, here's another one. A cat waking up its sleeping owner demanding breakfast. And AI, so you see how like the, the comforter was like a little weird there. It's like it was like a little glitchy. But like the AI just made that up. Just with a, a one sentence prompt. Here's another one. The close-up shot of a chameleon showing its striking color, uh, color changing capabilities. That's, that's an AI chameleon that's, that AI just made with us one sentence prompt. I'll give you one more. Drone camera circles around a beautiful historic church on the Amalfi Coast. That's made up, that's not real. That video right there is not real. This technology is scary good, and it's only gonna increase exponentially from here. I don't trust human nature. I don't trust our Silicon Valley overlords. I don't trust the government. I don't trust myself. I'm out. I'm never gonna put one of these things on my face because I know how addictive it will be. And maybe not this version, but it's only gonna get better and it's only getting more addictive from here. We've got wonderful guests coming up next. We'll talk about this, how it applies, how it applies to warfare. Uh, we'll talk how it affects the economy and how the people who are doing this, who are pushing this, they think they're God. It's all coming up right here on the first. This podcast is brought to you by Patriot Gold Group. Um, listen, the economy is still really sticky, and I don't know how they're going to manipulate it for the election coming up. Like, what's the Fed going to do? Like, we don't even know. Like, well, I'll tell you, JP Morgan and UBS are looking at a 23% drop in the S&P 500. That's what they're predicting. The recession indicator is worse than it's been in 40 years. So I don't think it's going to go great. And if Trump wins, I think there'll be sabotage of the economy. I, I don't, listen, I don't know. I bought gold. That's all I can tell you. Call the wonderful Americans at Patriot Gold Group before it's too late. And you'll always get best-in-class service from the great patriots of Patriot Gold Group. They also have a no-fee-for-life IRA where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver. And you may be eligible for a no-fee-for-life IRA on qualifying rollovers. You can do that or just buy gold. one 888 like physically own it in your hands. one 888 to get your free investor's guide. 888 6122 Consumer Affairs Top Rated Gold IRA Dealer Seven Years in a Row. How about that? 888-617-6122, PatriotGoldGroup.com. It has the potential, uh, however small one may regard that probability, but it is non-trivial. It has the potential of civilizational destruction. <laughs> you know, whatever has the potential. The great Joe Allen is here. You see his book behind him, Dark Aeon, Transhumanism, The War Against Humanity. Joe, how you doing, sir? 
Just fine, Mike, how are you? I'm doing really good. This special is specifically about Apple Vision Pro, but it's about much more than that. But briefly, give us your take on the Apple Vision Pro. You know, the most interesting thing about it is the kind of hype around it. Uh, it, it in many ways, is more uh, sleek and sophisticated than Meta's technology, if only because of the, the interface. It looks a lot better. So the question is, whether that will be the inflection point that you know you'll see widespread adoption of augmented reality of virtual reality uh you know meta's metaverse uh really didn't take off as uh even i had assumed it would at the time so uh you know the real danger to all of this is obvious to most people if you have a technology that allows people to sink into a digital world in a completely immersive way, if you you have you know what they call the, the kind of simulation in the brain of the sensory world being replaced by a digital one, uh, then you have a populace that is at the best deluded and at the worst become kind of hosts for an algorithmic parasite. So I, I don't really think that Apple Vision Pro will be that inflection point of widespread adoption. I think we're probably a year or two away from that at least. But uh, at the very, uh, you know, I, I do think it's important because it does show the continuation of that quest to, uh, you know, basically uh, immerse humanity in the digital world, that fusion of the physical, digital, and biological identities that uh, our boy Klaus Schwab is always talking about. Yeah. And I, okay. So, yeah, and I totally agree with you that Apple Vision Pro is really only for the early adapter people, but it's their first foray into it and it'll only get better and more sleek and cheaper and all this stuff. And it's a great opportunity for us to define our principles on this so we can take a stand against it if you wish now. So I'm grateful for this early warning sign that we can all take. Um, let me ask you this question. You say it's obvious, right? You're like, oh, the problems are obvious. I don't think they are. I mean, I know maybe, maybe to like a more conservative person they are, but to most people, they're not like most yeah, I think most people are like, sure, let's slap this thing on my face. It'll be more convenient and things will be a little easier. And look how neat it is, right? And we'll just like go on with it. Um, so when you talk, so I have like an immediate revulsion to it. Like I'm just, and we were playing those clips on the side. I don't know if you saw them, like people walking around, like doing this in the air. And I'm like, what in the world is that? But I think most people see that and they're like, oh, I, I bet that's really cool. So what do you say to the people that don't have that instinctual like disgust of this technology? This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Uh, yeah, I'm still trying to figure that out in many ways, but 
the argument I usually turn to is to look at the big picture. You know, all sorts of things are great in their immediate experience. Uh, You know, drugs are fantastic uh, when you're on them. Uh, You know, loose sex is awesome until the, you know, the chickens come home to roost, uh, so to speak. So, uh, you know, when you look at the big picture of all of these technologies from the most mundane to the most radical, you see a couple of different dynamics at play. The two that I try to focus on the most are that these corporations do not have your best interests at heart. These corporations, by and large, are set up to make money, even if that is to the detriment of their consumers. It shouldn't be that way, of course, and it's not always that way, but it's that way enough that people should view any product Uh, with tremendous suspicion, uh, at least skepticism. The other one, uh, you know, when you do look at the big picture, the kind of ideals that these tech companies are driving toward, uh, that includes Apple, although they're much more reticent, but certainly Meta, OpenAI, Musk and all of his projects, Google and all of their projects, the, the key figures are intent on creating a world in which you have artificial general intelligence, AGI, or as I call it, artificial godlike intelligence, you have a, 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 you know, a mission on the part of pretty much all of them to find ways for human beings to interface with the supposedly superior being. And uh, you know, it goes all the way down to you know, total neurological and even genetic transformation of those humans who do stick around and remain relevant in this revolution. So whether you believe that ideal is achievable or not, it's really important to understand that that is the ideal, that is the worldview, that is yeah. the ultimate goal of all of this. And yes. if yes. it turns out to be some sort of half-baked version, some approximation of this ideal future, it's still, for I think most people, nightmarish. Uh, you know, to some extent, I think that that uh, does shake some people awake. But, you know, the reality is that people are going to do what they're going to do. And most people are going to do what is convenient. Most people are going to do what they think is going to give them high social status. Most people are going to do what they think is cool, even boomers. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. Uh, all right, great points out. Let's focus on the worldview one you talked about, because we need to know who we're following. So interesting. You know, People think maybe they're, they're just trying on a product or something. But it's, no, you're following a person. You're following people who have a specific worldview who are selling you this product. That's that's who we need to be thinking of. So this transhumanism idea, what is, are they trying to replace God? Are they trying to be God? What, what are the spiritual ramifications of all of this? You know, I, I immediately think of Tucker Carlson's recent interview at the World Governments Summit. Uh, I, I, Sorry for stammering over that. It used to be the World Government Summit for seven years. Now they've changed it uh, to World Governments Summit, but that's held in Dubai. Tucker Carlson being interviewed, uh, and at the end of his interview, the very last statement he made was about the push for radical technology because the World Government Summit is pretty much set up like the World Economic Forum as a a booster for uh, radical adoption of extreme tech. 
So uh, he said he divides humanity into two different categories, those who believe in God, those who submit to a higher power, and those who uh, believe that they are God. I, I think that that's a very, very astute observation. It's um, It misses one category, though, and that is those who want to create God. So uh, just to take familiar examples from the big tech world, uh, you've got Larry Page, who, according to Musk, and I think it's uh, most likely accurate and not some sort of uh, you know, uh, uh, jab at his uh, economic competitor. Larry Page, co-founder of Google, uh, hopes that Google will lead to, and other tech projects like that, co companies, will lead to a kind of godlike AI or at least superhuman AI, a kind of new species, what Max Tegmark calls Life 3.0, and that that will be our successor, uh, that humanity is a kind of a stepping stone or a biological bootloader uh, for the ultimate software that will be the you know carry the torch of life and consciousness into the universe. Uh, wow. You know, more uh, I, I guess reasonable you could say that that would be the post-humanist version, right? Like the 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 goal is something post-human. Uh, the the more reasonable or moderate version would be something like Elon Musk proposes. That would be much more in the transhuman category. So it's beyond human, but yet retains human characteristics. And so, you know, for Musk facing a world in which he believes uh, his competitors are creating God in silico, uh, that the best possible outcome for humanity would be to create AIs that are friendly towards humans, that are helpful towards humans. But for uh, you know, a lowly human, how do you even keep up? Well, for Musk and for many others, the idea is that you merge the human brain with AI and that the human race basically remains relevant by, you know, a kind of uh, a human AI symbiosis. And they envision a world in which there's going to be all sorts of AIs. You can think of it as kind of like a, a Romanesque or, you know, polytheistic sort of religious system in which all of these different companies have created AGIs or artificial godlike intelligences, and we are left pretty much to fend for ourselves as humans. One of the ways to do that would be to jab a trode into your brain and connect it to a friendly AI that will guide you through the universe, sort of like a guardian angel. It sounds insane, but Neuralink just put their first computer chip inside of a human's brain uh, a couple weeks back, so that's not insane at all. Um, I, I just, I'm so glad you're here, Joe, because I want people to think of this stuff, even if they can't articulate it. I want them to feel this stuff when they put on an Apple Vision Pro and are like, oh, cool. It looks like I'm watching a hundred foot screen. It's like, oh, that's not all you're doing. <laughs> you're doing a lot more than that. You're setting yourself up for a lot more than that as we continue to follow these people into potentially civiliz civilizational decline. And I want to go back to the opening clip from Elon Musk. Uh, my last question for you, Joe. Because a lot of people will say, oh, Slater, Joe, you're overreacting. Uh, we, we played a, or we read a quote earlier where Thomas Jefferson was lamenting uh, the use of the horse over walking. And then, of course, people were against the car when, when that came out instead of the horse. And then people were afraid of trains when those were invented, right? So why is AI fundamentally different than other technological leaps that have occurred over the last even just, let's say, 200 years? 
You know, it's a spectrum. So, uh, you know, a, a very simple algorithm is much more like the horse, so to speak. Uh, it's something that can be uh, an assistant, but also the more you rely on the algorithm, the less you rely on your brain. So now instead of horses, we have people, you know, rolling around Walmart in rascal scooters because they're, you know, too lazy to walk. So uh, Thomas Jefferson was right, uh, as was um, the, uh, the, the, the ancient Greek myth uh, in which uh, Thoth uh, is offering the, the king uh, riding and the king has, uh, you know, a lot of misgivings because he says that if people learn to read and write, they will stop remembering and, and he was correct. So uh, with AI, you know, with the very narrow AIs, it's, it's, it's much simpler. I guess it's much easier to justify their use. As they become much more complex, though, and as they become much more integrated into our lives, uh, what I see as being the most immediate danger beyond any of these, uh, you know, discussions of existential risk and human annihilation and all of that, uh, what I see happening is that you have corporations in which those who are deploying these technologies benefit tremendously. Many of these people, in order to get to these positions, obviously have a tremendous self-discipline, and even if not, their handlers help them stay in control. So uh, they're not going to fall weak in the same way that the average consumer will, that the masses will. Um, and being uh, here in the lowly masses, I would advise uh, my fellow mass dwellers uh, to consider the what happens when you weaken yourself, when you become dependent on a technology to think. It's one thing to be dependent on a technology to walk. Uh, it's another to yes. be dependent on that for thinking and for reasoning. Yes. And as we move into a, a world in which more and more you're gonna have deep fakes, you're gonna have digitally produced, AI-generated uh, content, all these sorts of confusions, this digital delusion we're descending into, the one thing that is going to help defend you is your critical thinking skills. And to the extent you turn it over to an algorithm, uh, well, then you are one dead battery away from being a moron. So um, I, I would say that that's probably the most immediate threat we face is that human AI symbiosis will not be an equal partnership, it will be a parasitic relationship will become sort of like the caterpillars who have been, uh, who have had wasps, uh, you know, lay their seeds in us. And as the larvae take control, we will become less and less like the caterpillar and more and more like the wasp. That's so, that's so perfectly done. Joe Allen, uh, the book is Dark Aeon, Transhumanism and War, again, the war against humanity. Joe, great to talk to you, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you very much, Mike. Keep it up. Wow, uh, what happens, it's one thing to outsource how we walk to an animal or to a car. Uh, it's another to outsource how we think. Whoa, <laughs> Mike Slater, right here on the first TV, spread the word. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.